You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hey, Michael. Andre Prue. Have you sobered up from your uh, week-long journey to Prince Edward County? Uh, I sobered up just enough to pour myself a glass of Tom Gore Cab Soap. Ooh, going a little uh, California styles today. Yeah, yeah. Got. Uh, I have to be honest. You, you sometimes get a little tired of Canada, and you have to just go out of country. I had the uh, Kendall Jackson Merlot yesterday. I have was... nothing in my glass right now. Oh, well, I've I've got the Tom Gore, and it's uh, it's going down nice and easy. And tonight, I had um, a, a bacon brisket burger. Oh, Damn, that sounds that great. Good. That was so good. So now that you have sobered up from Prince Edward County, uh, I think we're just doing a quick intro to a conversation I had with you and some of the judges in your hotel room, huddled around your cell phone. Well, it was tablet, but yeah, it sounds like I'm around a cell phone, that's for sure. And uh, I've cobbled this from the audio you sent me, and uh, I, th- I think it sounds at least okay like i think it, you can understand what we're saying i think roll the tape i thought we had this all worked out <laughs> that's why i've had you on this he thing says, for the last 20 minutes he says he's dicking about yeah well, michael you've kept the late. let's start there hang on michael you <laughs> have had me sitting around here for 20 minutes like what are you up to hey bev i was ready at five yeah, sure you were. We were already at three. We were already at three. We've been drinking since three. Okay, well, well, we're recording okay. now. We're recording now. So, uh, Michael, what are you doing? Well, besides drinking? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I've got, Andre, i got a round table here. Okay. So, hopefully you can hear everybody. Okay. Uh, it is a square table, as Claudia has just pointed out. But it is, well, let's call it a round table discussion. Okay. Uh, I'm here in Prince Edward County. For the All Canadian Wine Championships, and we have a repeat uh, guest in uh, Bev Carnahan, who is the head of the whole thing, and she is dead tired because she's been working at this. I don't know how long you've been working at this. Uh, three months. Three months to get this all ready. Okay. Uh, and then I thought to give us another point of view in the whole thing, I brought two of the judges along. So I got Martin Remiar from Quebec, Ottawa area. And I have uh, Claudia Taylor Murdoch from, I guess, Windsor or wherever the heck you call home nowadays, right? Oh, she just gave me the finger, by the way. Thank goodness we don't have to bleep that out. Well, you you definitely deserve it. You definitely deserve it. But let's continue. Thank you, Andre. I love you. <laughs> so I thought we'd start by talking to Bev and finding out, you know, what's new, who won this year, uh, and uh, a, a little bit. We had her on last year, as you know, yes. talking about the history of the awards. But let's talk about what who won this year, and um, if you have any you know new categories that you're going to add, anything that you want to tell people that's coming up over the next you know year, two years, three years. For sure, I'd like to blather on about it. Yeah, can't you pick? Um, can you, can you not just pick one question, Michael, and set this up properly? Like, ask Bev a question, and let's get the let's get an answer going. Well, thanks, Andre. You can, I'm glad you're here to keep us on track. It's my uh, job. Well, I'm the only, say, apparently, you know, I'm the only sober one here. What happened at the All Canadians this year? Oh, stunning stuff. Um, we had, uh, I, I was bowled over by this little fact, 
and not to give something away, but I think I will. Uh, Martin told me that someone won every category, best of category for every level of Pinot Noir in the competition. Oh. I was stunned. So what, what, was the, what was that? It was Privado. Really? Kamloops. All the, all Pinots. Yeah. All the Pinots. Well, so we got a we got an actual good Pinot producer out in British Columbia. Apparently. Andre, you got anything to say about that? Well, Kamloops is that's further north than uh, Kelowna, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. So I guess we're getting. You know what? I, I think that might be something worth uh, definitely worth looking into. That sounds kind of neat, actually. So they won. Uh, Martin, obviously, you noticed this. So what was it that you noticed? Uh, all three categories was Pinot Noir. Under, under 30, over 30, and older vintages. And you noticed that they were all from the same winery? Yeah. yeah. When, oh. we opened, when we opened the bags, we, we, we had that kind of surprise, and it's first time ever. And actually, it, it's kind of almost unbelievable. Yeah, that so, one winery would take all three of those. Uh, all yeah. three of those. So that is, that is pretty interesting. So that's in Kamloops, of all places, so that's yeah. northern BC. But they make great wine. Yeah. And if I, I like all those Pinots, too. I remember tasting them all. And if I remember, they never won ever before with us. Oh, they've won awards. Yes. Okay. But, no, but not best of category. In uh, possibly won. Yeah, okay. But not like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. Now, John Schreiner said that they had a new winemaker. Oh, and uh, possibly that makes the difference. I, re I remember one Moraine one, and uh, yes. they, they had somebody from New Zealand, and that was uh, that was something pretty Jack. interesting. Jack. Yeah. Jacqueline. Yeah, and yeah. she made she made some Pinot that actually tasted like New Zealand. It was yeah. pretty interesting how you make New Zealand Pinot uh, in BC. But you know, mm -hmm. so BC turns out that they're making some really excellent Pinot Noir. Right. Yeah. Right. So who else won this year? Oh, um, Daydreamer for Best Red, and they're ecstatic. Two Sisters in Ontario. I'm so glad to see that Ontario didn't get shut out this year. Um, last year was rather embarrassing. But, Being uh, that we're all from Ontario, yes, yes we are kind of hitting yes. our head a little bit. Uh, but Two Sisters had the big sparkling wine uh, entry and, and, and won. Let's, let's be honest, that is the real category. That's the one that you really want to win, that the is, sparkling wine Yes, category. that is one of the biggest. Uh, I would say in order of importance to me, maybe not to everyone, sparkling, red, white, dessert, fruit. Yeah. Not to diss the fruit producers, because Forbidden Fruit did really well this year, as everywhere. And last year, they they had uh, 13 medals out of 16 entries. That's wow. pretty good. Yes. Well, and so, it was interesting. I saw on Instagram that, uh, Michael, you were judging at least some of the, the fruit wines, and you were tasting Saskatoon berry wine. Yeah, I told you about Saskatoon berry, and I, I asked you what the heck does Saskatoon berry taste like. So... Why don't you do ex a, a kind of tell everybody what a Saskatoon berry tastes like? It tastes like purple. Okay. <laughs> if, if purple had a taste, that's what it would be. Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's sort of the best way to describe it. You can't really compare it to blueberries. You can't really compare it to grapes. It's kind of a sweet, fleshy sort of berry. They make great pies. Um, I, I've had a few Saskatoon berry wines from Saskatchewan in my day but never anything that I would be terribly excited about. Okay, I have a question for you. Sure. What about Pascap? 
What about what? <laughs> I have not. I had no idea what that is. Oh, it's a, it's another berry, but it's, it looks like a little. It look, supposedly it looks like a little bullet. Yes, it's like an oblong blueberry. It's yeah, an oblong exactly. Blueberry. Yeah. Is that a prairie thing, or like what is that? No, not all, not completely. It's uh, in the East Coast, uh, prevalently, uh, and then also uh, Saskatchewan. I've seen uh, uh, Alberta. It's do. grown in the wind that Windsor Essex area as well. <laughs> okay. Never heard of that place. So yeah, so you've never heard of Hascap, is what you're saying? I have not. I have oh, well, if anybody's listening and knows what a Hascap supposedly tastes like, hopefully it tastes like off purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's tangier. It's tangier than a blueberry, yeah. So, so come to Windsor. Well, isn't it grown wild? Yeah, I think it's European. Oh, oh well, it's a European thing. So there you go. So, yeah, so, uh, Bev, you have any, what's coming up? In, you told me something that I thought was very exciting. I don't know if you, you know what you told me about a new category next year. Oh, yes, uh, the Marichal Foch. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know that's... Hurt my... Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dagger to the heart. That's near and dear to you. That's like having uh, me in the Baco category, too. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> no, the Bacos have, have kind of uh, drifted away into nothingness. Thank God. Uh, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no opinions there. No, no. Uh, but uh, Gamay... I know there are a lot of gam uh, great gamets being made in uh, BC and Ontario, and uh, we're going to expand that and give them their own category next year, and hopefully uh, attract more entries. Yeah, because uh, I, I got a gamay flight of uh, twelve, Andre, and I would say, and and Claudia was with me uh, tasting those. Um, out of the twelve, I thought there was three or four that were just outstanding. But there wasn't a dog in, in the in the whole pony show, so it was really really good uh, gamay. So I was so glad when Bev said, "I think I'm going to expand that to a, to a whole category on its own." Well, it's really interesting that it, it really feels like I, I know Michael, you and I on the podcast and just writing in general, we've been championing gamay for several years, especially in Ontario. But it really feels like the trend is really starting on its way on its way up, and we're seeing new people. Kind of throw their hats in the ring. I know uh, Vienna's been very consistently making great gamay in Ontario, and that's not a name I think a lot of people associate with with gamay. So, I mean, growing categories is good. And you also uh, mentioned that uh, another uh, Ontario winery won an award today uh, when we're recording this. Um, London Born Wine Company had won something for their gamay. So again, yeah, I pulled that. I pulled that off of. Uh, I pulled that off of Twitter, but I have not been able to to confirm that from from Tony yet. They've won the um, won the gold for that. Interesting. All right, uh, Bev, do you have any more news about what is coming up for the All Canadians? Oh, I think it's time to refresh the website. Um, it's been probably six years since we moved here, and change is good. Um, make the entry process a little quicker, easier, simpler uh, for the wineries. So I think that's good. That's always good. Yeah, that way more people get get involved. Um, now let's uh, let's turn our attention to my right. Nobody, obviously, we're not on video, so nobody knows exactly what we're doing. But I got Martin and Claudia here who are judging with me. Claudia actually judged with me, and I. I apologize for anything I said that was wrong, Claudia, during that time. But uh, Martin uh, this year also judged on a different panel. What 
What's your experience judging the uh, the All Canadians? I've mentioned mine before on the podcast, but two other points of view would be very interesting. Why do you come back? Martin is is a, a longtime judge at the event, and uh, Claudia has uh, has been here on her second go around. Um, so, Martin, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself? Say what you do and and what brings you to the All Canadians. And how many years have you been with me? I think it's my ninth years. I just wow. it, I, I, it was my ninth uh, my ninth participation to the ACWC. Uh, I'm a sum and uh, wine importer in the uh, Quebec region, but uh, Western Quebec, so both Quebec and Ottawa, uh, Gatineau and Ottawa. I mean, um, I've been involved in that competition for for long times and what i found the most interesting is the improvement in general uh showcase of the wine you know uh, there's more and more quality wines there are more there are less uh, uninteresting wines um and there's also some categories i remember at, at, at the beginning you know like syrah like there was demeanor there were not that many entry and there were not that many good wine out of that you know, those flights and today I tasted like 25, uh, like 20, 25 to 28 uh, Syrah. And out of those, only like two or three were uninteresting. All of them yeah, were the from, from very good yeah. to fantastic. So, oh, right on. Um, and also, you know, um, you could find two styles of Syrah. So the one more fruit, fruit forward, uh, more delicate. And also, you know, those big, uh, those big juicy bomb from, from the West Coast. So. Syrah was strong this year. Yeah, yeah. and it, well, it won the trophy. Yeah. Yeah, it did, win a, it did win a trophy. I think it. that's the first time Syrah has ever won. Mm. Well, that's, yeah. that's good. It shows, it shows the power of Syrah that we mm. can actually make Syrah here in, uh, in Canada mm -hmm. uh, and make it, make it interesting. Yep. Yeah. And it's not just places like Creekside or little pockets of places that make it. It's, it's you know, becoming a, a category unto its own. And is, is Syrah even a, like, Martin, also you're a psalm at a restaurant. Is, is Syrah something on your wine list? Absolutely. Yeah. It's an easy, it's an easy sale. It's, it's a, sale? yeah, because or it's. do you call it Shiraz? Well, it's a question of style, you know. Yeah, uh, I know but but for me, on, on the Quebec market, on the French market, yeah. uh, Syrah is a better seller better? than Shiraz. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So we're looking for, more for, uh, you know, the purity of Northern Rome style, yes. uh, less oak, and really, yes. really fruit forward. Any questions for Martin there, Andre? Well, Martin, have you had a chance to teach Michael how to say anything in French better than he does already? Uh, <laughs> yes, but it's uh, it's really an up uphill battle, you know. I trust me, trust me. I, I definitely definitely know that. And I guess just another <laughs> comment on Syrah. It's really interesting to see. I mean, the few Okanagan Syrahs that make it to the LCBO in Ontario that we have access access to, but it's really interesting to see how different the style is in uh, Syrah from BC to Ontario. And I mean, they're both very good in their own respects, just very different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of, one of the larger categories that I understand is rosé this year, was it not? Um, That's a yes. That was a yes. You didn't see uh, <laughs> Bev's reaction, but... Rosé is really taking off here in Canada, and uh, having tasted, uh, I think we all tasted a number of rosés, yep. we really are, uh, it really is a category that is just exploding here, um, and it, now we're recording this in early June, and uh, we're finally seeing some sunshine here in Prince Edward County. They, they're, they're getting some much-needed rain 
around here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, been raining just like it has been all over Ontario. Um, and Quebec. And Quebec, it turns out. Um, but we're getting finally some 20 degree heat and we sat out on the patio and had some rosés and some whites. So uh, it's definitely a category that I'm happy to see um, doing, doing seriously well and doing serious wines, not just those sweet Rosé hasn't been sweet for for quite a while, but I think we're at, at the point now where rosé is getting elevated. Like we're, we're into like the next level of rosé. Like I think dry rosé has definitely been a style for, I don't know, it, it, at least five years where it was split kind of down the middle where you would find them. It's, it's fewer and fewer off dry rosés that you're, you're seeing especially at the wineries in Ontario and the ones that are off dry are kind of unapologetically ad admitting it. But I, I think we're at the point where some of the rosés are getting a real serious, uh, serious treatment. Uh, who, who, who were winning, who was winning the rosé category and, and uh, what, um, I guess, what were they tasting like? Well, there was, a, there was a lot of different styles of rosé, but you have two categories. You have dry rosé and what you call Black sweet Black Noir rose. and uh, blush. Okay. What are the categories for, uh, or the category differentials for rosé? Like what constitutes dry versus blush versus, I guess, blonde de noir, which uh, that's Blonde kind de noir of... is, is more of a, a food rosé, I think, and uh, blush is, is a party wine. Okay. And then there's the dry rosés, which are just, you know, what, well, what's the cutoff? Well, that's blanc de noir. Yeah, okay. So... Um, Andre, they were all over the place. I, there was really, you know, dry rosés. There was slightly sweet rosé. There was definitely Cabernet Franc and Pinot Noir dominate the uh, the category as far as what's being made. Um, but there's just there's it's it, just tasting the different rosés. I know I tasted 25. Martin, you tasted how many rosés did you? More than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, probably around 30 but because it, we I had, had rosé every single day. So yeah. And we had two tests, so we had a, we had a bunch. There wasn't really a there wasn't really a dog in in the uh, in the category. It, it's just it's just a matter of you know dry versus slightly sweet. But there wasn't any of those really totally candy oh, lines. Yeah. Even the off dry though, it was there was enough balance, but there was nothing cloying at all. Yeah, there's nothing really yeah, sweet. Was, the the yeah, days balance. of sweet rosé, yeah. I think, are I, I hope. Are for the most part gone. Rosé is being taken seriously, and we're at that critical mass point in Ontario, where you know, and I and BC, where uh, rosé is taken seriously, not just by consumers but by winemakers. Yeah. No, that's so. that's great to hear, and I mean it's the same thing too. Where like, uh, I, I like that that one of you used the word cloying because there, there's nothing wrong with a really great off dry rosé. Oh, it's yeah. just it's just when you get that like. Oh sicky you know feeling on the back of your tongue that just that just ruins the wine for me you know not that any of us ever drank underage or anything but if we did we probably would have been sort of geared more toward that style perhaps if that ever in, happened in saskatchewan that happens a lot right andre <laughs> underage underage drinking yeah and I, sweet stuff i don't know what you're talking about yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Quite dumb. Yeah, I like it. I think I, I saw it in a movie. Or yeah. Yeah. Something so like Claudia, that. Uh, is a, so we have a nine-year veteran, and then we have somebody who's you know two on your second year here. You know, what's your draw to come back to the uh, to the All Canadians? 
uh, besides Bev inviting you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, what, what did you notice this year, say, from, uh, from last year that was any different? But one of the things too, though, when when the when the uh, competition was in Windsor, I was back of the house for Bev for about yes. five years, I think, which was which was fascinating because, as we all know, interprovincial uh, selling wine interprovincially is uh, verboten, right? So the exposure to wines from other parts of Canada besides Ontario was was amazing, and I'm like, oh my God, there's this all this great, you know, British Columbia stuff, Nova Scotia stuff, and then when Bev asked me to be a judge last year, I was like. By it all, I, and I will admit I did like meeting you. Um, but no, it's, it's instead of just you know taking my spit bucket, which is nice. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a new group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, it's it's it, the exposure to the wines, but also the exposure to everybody's how they feel at the styling. Because when you're in a round table doing the judging, it's not like you're in a bubble, or well, you are sort of. You're you're in your own little judge bubble. But um, yeah, just it, the interaction between the judges was. Um, was interesting too what how you felt about, about things and um I, I thought actually it came up today with Lonel. Yes. That wouldn't she has a she has a uh, uh, a Facebook uh, publication called uh, Life Olay, I think is what it is. Yes. It? Yeah. But she <laughs> we we said that wouldn't it be funny she asked if the differences between one judge judge's score or opinion and the other ever uh, got basically ugly and and I said oh no they're there everything is settled amicably you know they might be uh, 10 points apart but it doesn't result in one judge going across the table and strangling the other and saying, what do you mean this Riesling is 90? I didn't know that was an option. I would, I would have taken that one. That, no. was, that must be the nuclear option when, but you, I, when you like But I think that would make for good uh, YouTube video. Uh, right. Well, next year I'm in. I'm doing okay. it. Okay. All right. I'm going you can to strangle John. That's <laughs> Bev's husband, by the way. John, if you're listening, <laughs> I have carte blanche to do it. I was just thinking, I think it would be interesting to to post a video or to, to sit down and, and talk a bit about or, or show a judging panel yeah, John, how it comes to, uh, that, how it comes to consensus. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off there. What was that? Whatever. I'm used to it. I was just saying I think it would be interesting to uh, – to show people how a judging panel comes to a, a consensus when they are discussing the quality of the wines and scores. I don't know if there's ever really a consensus. Yeah. But there's like some money that gets, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the flying across the table does, uh, does suddenly strike me as a good idea. Andre, do you have enough there? Would you like it to continue on? I uh, think it's gone downhill. <laughs> has anybody heard this podcast before? I mean... We're, we're kind of par for the course, especially with the condition Michael's in right now. So I think, I think we're doing okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, any questions for Claudia, the gym? No, not really. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, we didn't introduce you completely. What uh, What is your um, – uh, what brings you to wine, and what is your, your – you are the president of something, are you not? Yeah, I'm the president of the Ontario Wine Society Windsor Essex branch, so that's that's something. I and I, you drink. I, am, I drink drink. Yeah. I am a, a sommelier as well. I teach at Sinclair College uh, in the hospitality and culinary arts uh, departments for uh, about spirits, beer, and wine. I was in the spirits industry prior to being in the wine industry, so uh, it all started out with science. Mr. Walker. 
Yeah. Yes, I worked for Mr. Walker, but yeah, my parents advised me I was going to get a degree in science, and so then I showed them and started working at Hiram Walker and and on and on. I worked at some wineries in uh, in Lake Erie North Shore as well, and yeah, so it's all uh, all about the product, right? And the uh, it's interesting, super interesting. Andre, and it's, and it's, it's also fun. Uh, back to you. Anything else? No, I, I, I mean, it's just been inter interesting and it's, uh, I'll be completely honest, it's a little, been a little tough to follow, follow everything just because we have such a, oh. a raucous, a raucous group there. I don't know. Is there anything that you wanted to, wanted to touch on there, Michael? Oh, no, we, we are a raucous group. Uh, we're, uh, as I said, we've been drinking since 3.30 in the, in the heat. So, um, no spitting, no spitting this time. We yeah, have been yeah, spitting yeah. pretty much three for three days. days. We are so professional. We are so happy to be able to swallow something. Uh, oh, that Michael. does sound very wrong on so many levels. <laughs> yep. But uh, <laughs> we so, are, are very happy to be, you know. Uh, now it's raucous. Yeah, now it's uh, a little bit I more raucous than it has been over the last three days. Yeah. Well, I, so, I, I know we're talking to you that it's 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 the Thursday, Thursday June 6th, and we've recorded this. Do you, are you, is there still another day of judging? No, we're done. You're Thank done. goodness. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bev has crossed herself three times and said a few Hail Marys at, yeah. being at the end of the well, whole thing. Well, just like Woodstock, though. Three days, man. Yeah, so, yeah. but no acid. And when I say no acid, I meant no acid is popping acid. There was lots of acid in a lot of these wines. So. Yeah, I think we, I think we all got that. Hey, I want to thank yeah. everyone for, for giving us the time and uh, recording the, the podcast and for your service for, uh, for judging these wines. It's a very important and, and difficult, difficult job. Thank you for your service. It's some, sometimes it can feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting up with us. Thanks, Andre. Thanks, Andre. Andre, I, I really appreciate your patience during that talk. <laughs> you could tell there were a few moments where it was just like, this is so off the rails right now. I don't even know what's going on. But, I mean, that that's that's sort of par for the course with what's going on here. Yeah, well, I, I, I you know, it's nice to have a couple of judges' points of view. We got Bev back on, who's the who's the head of the whole thing. And uh, it just was just nice to sit around and have a laugh. And, you know, at the end of a competition, as, as well you know, uh, it's nice to, to sit at the end because I, I know you judged, uh, which was just released, the um, Ontario, uh, the Wine, Ontario Awards. Wine Awards as well. Yeah, no, it, it is it is a lot of a lot of work. And this year I was a judge for the, um, the sweet wines category as well. And that one was a, a bit of a challenge to... Uh, oh to taste it's oh that's, it's a, tough. that's a tough one yeah I've done tough that to do all times. those ice wines um but yeah no i mean we could go through some of the trophies given out at the all canadian wine championships uh big congrats to two sisters for winning uh double gold on their blanc de franc yeah they uh they won they won the best sparkling wine in the in the country so that that's really good to see, and uh, actually, I know that the, other, the sparkling uh, the, the sparkling category is really it's dominated by um, Ontario here: Megalomaniac, Niagara Teaching College, Trius, uh, Gold Medals, uh, Fielding, Q for Silvers, uh, and exciting to see uh, Domaine Saint Jacques winning silver as well. Well, I just it, I'm, I'm I'm happy by that Ontario can dominate in, in at least one category. I know that uh, uh, De Simone won something for uh, their Cabernet Franc. I know that that uh, uh, Featherstone won again uh, for their Cabernet Franc. So it's it's really great to see all these uh, um, all these Ontario wineries showing up 
uh, with their with their wines. And I know that BC usually dominates, but it really is nice to see Ontario represent. Literally, like. 30 pages of results. So go to allcanadianwinechampionships.com to get all the results. And, and you said there was a lot of rosé in there, too. There was an entire page of rosé. I mean, the way if this worked for me. If you're looking for rosé, those are the ones to get. Absolutely. And when we were planning this podcast, like, I tried to print off a list just so we had a few things to talk about. And it was overwhelming seeing how many medals that there were that were given. But, uh, like, I don't think there's an issue with too many medals being given i think it's a testament to the quality of the wine being made in canada correct and the the uh the all canadians have always been about uh, a lot of medals that deserve it as in uh the, the top 10 percent get gold the next 10 percent get silver and the next 10 uh, percent get bronze and you know the nationals are the, are the same way and uh, the only one that seems to differ this year, I think, is the uh, the Ontario Wine Awards, which I, I found a little bit, I, I I found them a little disconcerting this year, reading the uh, the results. Well, what was disconcerting about it? Well, you have pointed out in years past that it is a very tough competition, and I yes, agree it because it's always been one gold, one silver, one bronze, and you know that's tough to come like. It's like the Olympics of wine, uh, wine awards, right? There's only one winner uh, in each category. And this year, there seemed to be a ton of ties. I, I don't think it was much more than the past couple of years, but I don't know. I think, like, I think you're right. There were a few more. Like I'm flipping through this Gamay. There was a three-way tie for bronze. Uh, for the Pinot Noir Award, there are three gold medals. But, I mean, let's take a look at what the three gold medals are. The 2015 Flat Rock Gravity, 2017 The Farm Black Label, 2016 Bachelder Le Village. Like, these are wines that you and I have both tasted and scored very high. Definitely would be gold medal scores for all three of those. Correct. But then, anyway, I I, I don't want to figure out what, what Tony was thinking. But, I mean, there you, you bring those three to the table and you say, all right, judges, one, two, three. What's your favorites? That's what you do. Then you have the gold, silver, bronze of those three wines. And that's that has always been the hallmark of the Ontario Wine Awards. Three winners, gold, silver, bronze. It is the Olympics of of wine awards. And it seems this year it, it has been expanded a little bit. And uh, uh, I, I don't know what else to say on that. I don't think it's a bad thing. But, I, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. It's not like we're giving out... Uh, you know, ten medals for each each category, right? Granted. Anyways, one one award that I'm pretty uh, excited about is to see that uh, Dave Johnson at Featherstone won Winemaker of the Year. The most most deserving winemaker in Niagara won that award. Absolutely. Um, like I've been I've been rooting for him to be recognized for his work. Uh, for at least the past three years that I've been judging just uh, not just the uh, bulletproof strength of the portfolio at Featherstone from top to bottom. There is not a single wine in that winery that I would not buy or recommend other people to buy, including one of the most underrated sparkling wines in in Canada. Or bathe in. Uh, well, yeah, something like that. Uh, but the fact that he's been instrumental in helping to launch uh, 2027 sellers, back 10 sellers, 
Uh, I know he's just been, for people who are working in the wine industry, uh, he has been so helpful for a lot of the great bottles of wine uh, off the bench that we are enjoying today. Yeah, he's 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 very helpful with everybody. Uh, always, you know, it always seems like he's got an open open door policy, and you're like, you, you go, oh, uh, you know, who are you helping now? And and there's like a litany of of winemakers that he has helped, uh, you know, launch their their virtual wineries. It really is uh, kind of incredible. Yep. Yep. Really, like nothing else to say to that. But go to Featherstone, try the wines. If you have not buy already. the wines, buy the wines for God's sakes. Try them all you want, but there's definitely you're going to walk out of there with a six pack minimum. Yep, uh, Sauvignon Blanc and Sparkling are my two favorites right now. I'm actually uh, uh, tomorrow. I'm I'm heading off uh, to have my annual tasting with Louise. Dave shows up. Also, he kind of walks into the room, waves and leaves. But yep. that's it's usually Louise that I that I taste with. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's all we have to say about the award shows for this year. Um, check our Patreon. We could still use a little help. We, we have a few people who have taken the time to, to check it out. If you need the link, it's on our uh, Twitter page, or you can send an email to twoguystalkingwine at gmail.com. We will guide you to where you need to go. Uh, I'm Andre Pru from andrewinereview.ca. I'm Michael Pincus of michaelpincuswinereview.com. Would you like to send us off tonight, Andre, or should I, I have the honor I would very much like to do that. What was that? I would like to do it. I want to do it this time. Really? Yeah. Just... All right. Andre, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Andre Prue with a good night. But you just said it. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.